In an era where everyone thinks their opinions are so damn important, I'm here to give you a little piece of my mind. Welcome to Unaffiliated the Podcast with your host, B. Seth. Let's go. Welcome to Unaffiliated the Podcast with your host, B. Seth. In this episode, I sit with Theo, P-Mike, and Dave Vaughn, and we discuss the importance of maintaining our mental health while balancing our day-to-day lives. You won't want to miss this. And if you enjoy this podcast, please give me a like, a follow, a share. It'll really mean the world to me. Thank you so much, and I hope you enjoy. But all right, in five, four, three, two, and one, hello world. Welcome to Unaffiliated, the podcast with your host, B. Seth. I got some special guests in the building tonight, man. We'll just go from left to right. My left, we got Theo returning. Yo, what's up? First words he said all night. We got <laughs> P. Mike. We got P. Mike over here. Welcome back. Hello. And we have a newcomer. My boy, Dave Vaughn. Yo, 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 yo. What is good, everybody? How's life? We'll start from right to left this time. What's popping? What's new? Get a little closer to the mic when you speak. Yeah, there you go. Life no, you right good. Now, it's, it's crazy, but right now I'm big thing. Bought a house. Mm-hmm. So Congratulations. Woo! Homeowner. Yes, Please, sir. In, in this economy? Yeah. <laughs> this man is Superman. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga is a mutant. Hell yeah, that's what's up. Well, congrats on that, man. Welcome to the show. We've already been talking for like 40 minutes, everybody, but, you know, we're going to keep that shit going. Indeed. P-Mike. Welcome back. Hello. <laughs> How are you? You know, life is life is is good, man. Uh, in a pretty straight place. Uh huh. You know, um, I think we talked about that. Mental health is very important. Getting my getting my mental right. You know, uh, that's a great great statement you just made there. We'll revisit that, but continue. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's the biggest thing. Like, yeah, getting my life to where I'm. Enjoying and setting up because I think I was watching the podcast. I mean, not a podcast, I guess you could say the podcast that oh, unaffiliated. No, damn, that said that with, with disgust. <laughs> no, hell no, nah, uh, of course. I, I listen to unaffiliated all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, bullshitting. <laughs> I'm bullshitting people, I'm bullshitting. Yeah, that's crazy. Go ahead. I'm but, fucking with you. <laughs> like, no, you know that other podcast. That's better than your shit, nigga. <laughs> nah, nah. I, I stumbled upon it after listening to your shit, my nigga. All right, appreciate but, um, it. But yeah, I was listening to another podcast that's not as good as my favorite podcast, Unaffiliated. Yeah. But, um, my nigga, my nigga. Yeah, it was with KD and I think, uh, what's the nigga? Oh, uh, uh, uh. Not not his podcast. Yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. That was that good, one. actually. It's that crazy. Cause I thought you were gonna bring up KD's podcast, but yeah, the actual no, the that one shit's trash. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it isn't. It isn't that great. I hate to yeah. say that, but, but the one David, the no, one David with Kyrie was good. One with Kyrie was good. David Letterman shows fire. Yeah, and also dope. Shannon Sharp's podcast is fire. I gotta listen to his shit. I ain't fire. To his shit. But not to get too far off topic. But basically, when uh, he asked him a question about happiness, he was like, "You know, I'm not trying to be happy." Like. I'm trying to uh, have experiences and whatever that experience brings in that moment, I take for what it is. So if it's good, it's good, it's bad, it's bad, but I'm hoping for to have good mm-hmm. experiences. So oh, that's, that's why I'm trying to set my life up where I can have yeah. as many good experiences yeah. as possible. Like this, this is a good experience and I'm enjoying this. For sure. So, yeah. Well, hell yeah. Indeed. Well, welcome to the show again. That was Theo. a long ass. How was your life? But you know. no, That was good. <laughs> We're actually about to pivot off that in a second. <clears throat> Theo, over here watching the game, the Celtics. Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm focused. What is the score on that game, by the way? The Celtics are losing by So four. distracted. No, nah, hey, 9-3-89. You know, it's, they, the Celtics. Oh, why y'all niggas game. don't bet on these shit, man? Nah, I'm not. Y'all, I'm y'all not. are such sports heads. See, they might make it in six without Jimmy yeah. Butler. Yeah. Man, y'all such sports heads. I would put money on this shit if I was y'all. Nah, I'm not doing that. Bet on basketball, all right? Give me a couple years and I'll bet on basketball. All right. <laughs> I, might, I, I, I need know. to see y'all niggas making some bank because y'all niggas be talking a lot of shit. But it's it's crazy though because just like how in that um what series they were talking all that shit 
Oh no, with the one with Phoenix in Dallas, how they just knew Phoenix was gonna win that shit, and Dallas ended up beating their ass in seven. Like, look at Doncic. Well, Theo, I'm sorry your uh, your life <laughs> <laughs> your life progress has been overtaken by basketball analysis. Hey man, it's cool. But uh, how you doing, man? You good? I'm good, man. You know, they're still out here, just living, living life, trying to. Polo right. down from head to toe. Indeed. Nah. Looking like a pick. Wait, what is polo? Polo. Pay me. <laughs> what the fuck is a polo? Pay me, nigga. Oh, my bad. I ain't oh, that's the color horse, better, too. Yeah, you better color oh, yeah. them. What kind of horse is it? <laughs> I, when, I said it when I said it, too, I heard it. I was like, yeah, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, man. Yeah, got, colored horse. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, Theo got that eyes eyed on. I don't know what a... Eyes eyed. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I wouldn't do you like that, man. Hey, dude. It's crazy because yeah. Azar's not bad, but <laughs> because it's not Polo. We're not going there again. Yeah. All right, anyways, yeah. welcome back, Theo. Yeah. Uh, so welcome to the show, fellas. Uh, we've been kicking it, listeners, for the last fucking two hours, drinking, kicking it, mm-hmm. talking. So this is just an extension of that. Uh, I like what you said, man. <clears throat> and, you know, with the episode me and uh, Nick did recently about the... The Buffalo shooter and Kevin Samuels passing. Really weird combo there, but I just felt like I had to talk about both. Uh, condolences to all the victims as well, again. Uh, what I notice is really unique about this show sometimes, or I guess most of the time, is the world is hearing the perspective of the millennial black man who's just a normal dude. You know what I'm saying? We ain't out here gangbanging and shit. We ain't doing no street shit. We know street niggas, but we ain't on that shit. We just normal niggas, educated. Niggas got jobs and shit. And to hear that perspective, I feel is like very unique. Mm-hmm. So I want to chime in to what do y'all niggas do or who do you go to to, uh, I guess, m- maintain your mental health? And we'll start from left to right. Uh, I probably go to you know my fr- my friends my uh, my family. Talk to my parents a lot. Like when feeling feeling a certain type of way, you know, go to them. They put guidance on me and things, you know. But certain things can't go to them with. So you know, go to people like go to people like y'all and talk it out. Who is y'all? Because you don't be talking to me about your problems. Nigga. <laughs> God damn. Hey, P. Mike. It's because nah. you don't watch unaffiliated. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Uh, I say that. Hey. Like, all right. I'll be honest. Uh, I was hoping you were honest. No, I'll be honest. <laughs> I'll be honest. Oh, I'll, yeah, I'll be, be honest. honest. I don't talk to my friends <laughs> at all. <laughs> In five, four. We're going to start over, nigga. Right. You better be honest. I'll be honest. So, right. in terms of, like, talking about stuff, I do... I do struggle with that, like letting certain things out that's going on with, with life. Like I'm not going, to, I'm not an open book like that. So, Facts. Same. Same. yeah. So now listening to things like I'm the, I'm a great listener. I, I'm, I'll get you where you need to go. Like I, I, I'm just here. I'm here to listen for you. And you know, this nigga will guide you to the finish line. Not, not guiding no one to nowhere, but you know, I'm just, sorry. I'm being silly. <laughs> this nigga's being silly. I'm being, I'm sorry. <laughs> Fuck what I'm just, talking about. Everybody. You know, Giving just a good ear, you know, like people, because people are going through things all the time. So, just being that ear that someone needs—that that's what I'm best at. But I do wish that I was better at that. <laughs> uh, giving my own, like, you know, what I'm going through and all that. But you know, that's just just something I'm working on. So, do you think it's like? Because I agree wholeheartedly. I'm a very I like to keep shit here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you think it's like we've kind of, and I don't want to say been raised that way, but like, do you think we've kind of like picked that up just off of society? And I know this is, this is not a hot take for us, but society normally does not give a fuck about us and our struggles. Mm-hmm. Do you think it kind of is, is a representation of that fact that it's just like, damn, I feel like I've been kind of conditioned to keep my hardships to myself, keep my head down, and just keep going. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would say, I would say, yeah, growing up like that, just being in being in a place where, you know, 
the tough things weren't really talked about as much. Like, you just, you knew things were happening, but we're not going to really talk about it. We're just going to keep our head down, and we're going to keep keep things pushing, keep things keep things moving. So, as long as things got done, you never really heard of anything. So, Especially, especially in our generation, it's, you got to stay in the child's place. I have so many like grievances with that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause like I feel like in a way that kind of molds your child and don't I don't have any children, so fuck my opinion, but this is my opinion. But you were a child once. <clears throat> I was a child once. So I, from a child's perspective, just that perception of your thoughts, your imagination, your curiosity at points didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's highly effective and it can affect you getting into, you know, college. It can affect you in your workplace. It can affect you as the entrepreneur because now you have a, a, a lessened sense of just um, confidence, yeah. to be honest. If I know that whatever I say could just get shot down to stay in a kid's place, why would I color outside the lines? You know what I'm saying? That's, that, that's a thing that I feel like happens a lot, or at least in past generations. I think the more current generations are trying to be more progressive as parents, which like you said earlier, we're going to just get more progressive and progressive. But, uh, that's one thing I want to make sure I do to my kids. <clears throat> you interested in some shit? Let's explore it. Mm-hmm. See if you really like it. See if you're willing to keep growing. If you really love it, you'll keep growing. And then eventually we'll find opportunity within that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I don't want to kill curiosity because I don't feel like having an adult conversation or an adult level conversation or at least introduction to an adult level conversation with my child. I feel like that's only a positive. I think it's an insecurity to think, oh, if this nigga talked to me like that, he done lost his mind. No, this nigga might be a genius. This nigga might be the next uh, Zuckerberg or some shit. I agree because that's one thing that I I struggle with my child because I see a lot of myself and him mm-hmm. like I literally tell like P Mike and like my parents and my family all the time that I'm raising myself because mm-hmm. the stuff when he's when he's mad and he has his little temper tantrum y- yes as a parent I'm upset I'm upset mm-hmm. but more often than not I'm like dang I remember feeling like that yeah you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying so I can mm-hmm. relate but um because we'll get to me, you know what I'm saying? We, we're still on Theo. Oh, but fuck it. No, but no. <laughs> no. But no, to, piggy, to, piggy, to piggyback off Theo of what she said. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. It's, it's you. Theo <laughs> said enough. No, no. I said you agree with him. You were saying that, like, uh, you more so keep stuff to yourself. And mm-hmm. I do think that that's, like, the biggest, uh, the biggest, I won't say problem, but the biggest uh, hindrance to the black man, For especially sure. in our age, because mm-hmm. like I said, we was raised to stay in the child's place. So yeah. we don't have that much. I won't say we don't have that much understanding, but hey, do I even talk to this? Because what if he don't have the same experience that mm-hmm. I had? So yeah. he don't relate to me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it's good that y'all realize that, you know what I'm saying? You just, like you just said, you want to make it better for your child. And that's right. all this is exactly. that's all this about. Because I do the same mm-hmm. thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I, I love my mom to death, but I, mm-hmm. there was times where I was pissed at my mom. You know what I'm saying? I, we all were. Exactly. So <laughs> I'm just like, you know, I'm going to make sure I make my child understand that I know how he's feeling because I've been there before. You know what I'm saying? Right. But at the same time, we got to have that level. We got, you know what I'm saying? We got to meet in the middle. You know what I'm saying? I can't compromise with my six-year-old all the time. Yeah, no, that's fact. Because you're my, you're my child. And that's but, the thing. How do we like, because I, man, I love my parents so much. I can't even put it into words, right? Right. And I respect what they did, but I know it wasn't perfect. Mm-hmm. Just like whatever I do won't be perfect. Right. But the goal is to just make it better and better. We're just trying to refine it. Things that we experienced that might have added a little bit of, uh, I don't want to say negativity, but like, you know, might have lessened our experience. Right. You want to kind of coddle that for your kid. But as a result of that, it might lessen their experience in another direction. So it's like that, that ultimate balancing act. Like, all of the amazing things my parents did, let me implement that. And all of these progressive ideas, let me implement that. Because I think it takes both. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it takes both. Like, yeah. we, we can talk to our kids like like they're actual functioning humans. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, nigga, that's what I said. That's just what it is. Right. You know what I'm saying? So we got to find that, that fine line, you know? 
and I, and I think it's like an it's almost like an equa- a never ending equation because every person's different. Like we're all different. Our, you know, our parents are different from each other, and everybody requires different things. Yes. So if you go into it like how my parents raised me, if I go into it ra- trying to raise my kids like that, it may not work. Now it may it may it's possible the the same formula you might can repeat it and it works, but more than likely you're going to have to tweak it because your kids want to have things that they're interested in or things that they don't respond to or things they do respond to that are different from you. And you're going to have to like, you might go into it with one approach. It doesn't work. So then you got to switch that up. But getting back to the main thing we were talking about, I think for men, especially black men, I think you were, especially back in the day, you had to put your head down, especially with racism and all that stuff. Like, you, you, oh God! <laughs> you put your head down and you get it done. You don't complain about whatever problems you got going on. Like think of which is crazy. I'm about to bring some crazy, but I don't know why God. it popped up in my head. But <laughs> Patreon five dollars a month, five dollars a month. Like think about this. Like back in the day, you're working out on the fields. You have a wife, a kid. That's crazy. Master comes out, takes your your wife. It's like I'm I'm about to bang the shit out of her, and you can't do shit. You got to sit out there and listen to this shit. You're, you got kids. Your kids looking at you. I daddy. Like, you don't let this happen. And, like, it's... It, you can't... <laughs> you about to bring it back. Bro, the and, it's, and it's crazy. Like, it's crazy. Like, that happens. And land. you got like, to keep oh going on with life. Like, and that's the... That's not so funny, you going... Yeah, it's, it's funny, but it ain't funny. Yeah. You got to laugh to keep from, like, that's really sad. But then, like, you, you pass it on to the next generation. Like, water. yo, whatever's going on. You put yeah, you're the man. You no matter what, you got to provide. You got to do what you got to do. Don't complain about this shit because nobody wants to hear it. Mm-hmm. Keep it going. And then, even with things getting better with each generation, you know whether it be small or big, I think that same thing got passed on. And especially like going with my granddad, and probably all of our granddad and stuff like that. Like you still get that. Go, you know, you go to work, you come home, take care of your family. Yeah. You know. Or do it, do whatever in whatever right, capacity, right. whether yeah, you know, yeah. be single parent or whatever. Like, get shit done. If you got a problem, fix that shit. Nobody wants to hear that shit. Yeah. And I think our generation is the first. Which I think a lot of people are saying that our generation is the first one to where we're going to therapy. We're trying to like, if we got issues, talking to somebody about it, reaching out. But kind of mm-hmm. like Theo and kind of like how you alluded to, it still can be hard because we're the first generation to do it. We're not used so, to it. like, yeah. Hell, we're still our our you know culture. We're still trying to figure that out, like as men, without getting bashed, because it doesn't happen very often. But sometimes somebody might look at you as soft, like being a man talking about your feelings. But like, but that's what I think the the overall majority of people would say, "Fuck that." But there's a select few. Like now, there is a limit. I think there is a limit. There's a limit between talking about your feelings or a fine line between talking about your feelings and complaining. Mm-hmm. Like if you're complaining, not doing shit about it. Yeah, don't nigga. That's weak. That's don't be corny. Like, but yo, it, like, it, state your grievances, but you should be actively trying to fix that. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Like, don't just sit here and complain. The world is against me. Type shit. Like, to be honest, nobody gives a fuck. Indeed. Right. Indeed. Yeah. So I mean, so that's I just that's a harsh hard reality. thing to, that's to a differentiate reality. between. If, yeah. Nobody gives a fuck about this versus, hey, I can go and talk to this person because they're going to help me. Because everybody... My bad. Think, yeah, Theo, no, no, no. he itching. He's got yeah. to let that nigga That's what I was going to say. Turn that nigga up. <laughs> <Hold> up. <laughs> nah, don't turn me up. But no, nah, that's right. what I was going to say because it's, it's not about the soft thing. I don't think it's more about people perceiving you as soft more as people not caring about your problems. Yeah. So like hearing them and then just like, oh, that's too bad and then keep moving on. Yeah, mm-hmm. like even that, like... Even even that it's like uh, everyone is going through something. Mm-hmm. So like, who am I to put that on, put that on someone else yeah, yeah, yeah. when they're going through their own yeah. shit as well? I think a lot of people feel that. Well, I think a lot of people in the difference, the differences between men, especially black men, and like other groups of people. I feel like other groups of people have outlets. Mm. That's why I started off by saying, who do y'all niggas go through or go to? When y'all have like some pressing shit mentally happening, you know what I mean? You go where... Oh, you go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> all right, so mental health is my shit. Like, I, I don't fell in love That's with mental health. Mine so. too. <laughs> so because I used to, I used to be that guy that like you can come to me with all your problems and I'm gonna help you out. You know what I'm saying? 
But then I got to the point of, okay, I can't. I realized that I can't help Theo be a better man if Theo don't want to be a better man. You know what I'm saying? I can't no, help facts. you want something for yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Theo, my bad. To the listeners, I'm always striving to be a better man. <laughs> yeah, but you know, just, just, just putting that out there. For the sake of the example, you know what I'm saying? I can't, you can't hey, want Theo something. Theo must not listen to this video either. <laughs> Get those shit together, dog. Y'all niggas need to subscribe, <laughs> goddamn it. But nah, my bad. Go ahead, man. So yeah, you can't, you can't. I realize that you can't want something more for somebody than they want for themselves. No, it's because, facts. Big you facts. Know what I'm saying you gonna burn your light out trying to make theirs burn, theirs burn it's brighter. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, but uh, and when I joined the military, that's when I found out, or I went through a really tough time, uh, mm-hmm. and then I went through depression and anxiety. That's the first time in my life. You know what I'm really? saying? I'm a 19 year old man. Mm-hmm. And now I'm dealing with depression and anxiety for, anxiety for the first time in my life. Now, yeah. looking back on it, that, that's that's not. But to me at that time, I was like, damn, I, I ain't never dealt with this. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I'm, I'm the class clown. You know what I'm saying? I'm making right. jokes of everything. And now mm-hmm. I realize that I made jokes because I went through trauma. Yeah. That I didn't know that Ooh. was trauma. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Mm-hmm. It's the shit that I went through is not normal. But it was normalized in my head. You know right. what I'm saying? But, uh, but now, man, I, I love it. I love the fact that I can look back on stuff and I can analyze myself and say I need to fix this mm-hmm. and this is how I can fix that you know yeah. what I'm saying even even with my son I, I hate to keep bringing him back up but he's in my uh-huh. everyday life but that's your baby man keep yeah. bringing him up yeah, yeah that's different that's a different kind of love man and both of them you know what I'm saying I do have two kids uh, okay. Cam and he looks after his older brother so, so okay. much but, but mm-hmm. Grayson man he's just like I said I see so much of myself that I'm just like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm struggling between I want him to be so great, as great as he can be because mm-hmm. he's so smart for him to be six years old, he's so smart. But also, like, I don't want him to turn out like me. I can see that you are just like me. Yeah. I don't want you to be just mm-hmm. like me. I want you to be better than me. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. I want mm-hmm. I want to give all my life lessons to you without having you to, without you having to take it take right. it. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. my son is he got to touch the stove. You tell him the stove high, he got to touch it. Yeah. But curious. Yeah. And I and that's fine because I also realized that about myself. My mom is. You ask, uh, who do you go to? I, mm-hmm. I go to my mom a lot, man. My yeah. mom, because I started realizing, just Same. going through life, I mm-hmm. I just realized, I'm like, dang, she, my mom had when she was, she got pregnant with me when she was 16, had me when she was 17, still mm-hmm. finished col- or high school and college, top mm-hmm. of her class. And from shout we outs went, to that, Hold we on, went we from can't glance over that. That's dope as fuck, <laughs> for real. We you went, gotta that's, you gotta give a flower, right? Hell there. yeah, we went literally mm-hmm. the projects to my mom now got a you know, what I'm saying four hundred thousand dollar home, you know, what I'm saying so making six figures a year. So I'm so proud of her, you know, what I'm saying. And this economy, like, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and this economy, so it's like, it's like I, I always call her, even if it's just with my son or with his life. I'm just like, yeah. Yo, I understand, like at the time, I didn't understand, yeah. but. Now, as a grown man, I understand. I went through that mm-hmm. shit, man. And I call her, like, about my son. I'd be like, man, I'm so sorry. I don't know how you did this. And you had three more kids out there. That's crazy. Yeah. You're wild. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm thankful, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because they shaped me who as who I am today as well. Because she used mm-hmm. to tell me all the time that she had to take care of myself, but also her little sister. Mm-hmm. Because her mom was always working. Mm-hmm. And then I turned, I had to do the same thing. Because at, the, at one point, my mom was a single parent of two kids. Yeah. But she got to go to work. So I'm the oldest. I got to take care. You know what I'm saying? You're I got to do the house. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I was telling my sister about. It. I just came back from Florida. I was just telling my sister. I was like, I mean, when you think about it, I helped raise you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, because she always she thought that she she called me one time and said I didn't think she was crying to me and we had this long discussion and she was like I didn't think I could come to you and talk to you about this stuff. Yeah. Fuck are you talking about? You my right. sister. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm Ooh. saying? Like my flesh and blood. Yeah. Like I picked yeah. on you and stuff as a kid because that's what siblings do. But yeah. at the same time. I'm going to always hold it down for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you call me and say, I got a problem. I'm coming to help you right now. Hell yeah. Facts. Like, mm-hmm. that's just how it is. So, yeah, I, I try to talk to my friends, too. Um, I definitely try to elevate my friends' uh, way of thinking as well. Like, because mm-hmm. mental health is so important. And I do have a, a, a caveat to that as well. But we'll get into that uh, a little bit later. All right, we might pass that here soon. Uh, I will piggyback and say, man, when you get older, you just get so much more of an appreciation for your parents. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's like holy fuck. Like I'm at the point now. Like I feel like I've neglected spending time with my parents. Like maybe in the last decade or so, just because you're trying to figure shit out, right? Mm-hmm. You're in your 20s. You're going through college, whatever career cycle progression you're going through. You're not thinking about the idea that they're also getting older. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So now it's like, bro, I'm not only super grateful, but it's like. Like, let's get closer. 
They, Fuck it. Like mm. when this is all said and done and your time is up or my time is up, let's let's not have any regrets just in terms of the time we spent together. You know what I'm saying? So that's my piece, man. I appreciate your parents because even though you might have been pissed sometimes or might have been some bullshit sometimes, they did the best they could do and look at where we all are now. Yeah. You and can't I, argue with that. And I think that's a really big thing when you have enough cognizance to see like whether you're in a great situation bad situation whatever like you said your parents did the best they could and be able to appreciate whatever kind of upbringing you had and appreciate the person that your parent unless your person is just your parents just like terrible which i hope nobody has a terrible parent but you know some people do yeah yeah. you know but (laughs) you know you can appreciate them for who they they were who they are and get kind of like how you said, get to a place where, hey, I want to find, I want to f- find out about you, the person, because right. you know sometimes it's hard to really get into what are you, like, what are you interested in, or yeah, what do you like to you? do? Let's let's hang hey, out. Like let's, let's take that whole uh, father son or mother son thing out, and let's turn it to just human to human yeah. that love each. We're other. We're peers. Like yeah, when, just, yeah. once you get to a certain point in your life, you're you and your parent, you're always going to be their child, and they're going to be your parent. Right. But at a certain point, you become appear like mm-hmm. right we can be friends we can hang out we can have a drink we can talk we can talk about yeah you know whatever is on the table whether it be you know the stuff that you feel like i could never talk to my parents about right. well you can talk to your friend about it right like your me parent- and my dad shot guns today and that was it felt amazing man. i'm not gonna lie <laughs> it was a great feeling it was just like yo i'm kicking it with my dad bro was like, he a better shot than you no <laughs> i love you dad but if, if Trouble happens in the household. Hand me, <laughs> hand me, hand, the, hand, hand over me the millimeter, the pops. Hand me the fire. <laughs> hand me the fire. But nah, it's, I'm just saying, like moments like that, man. Like it's priceless, bro. It's priceless because you know how many more are we gonna get? And I don't want to get dark, but like those are the thoughts that go through my head. Yeah. And like, how many more are we gonna get? And it's real. And you gotta you gotta have those conversations because even my granddad when he was talking to him, when he was starting to pass. He even said that he was like, we have to start talking about death more because it's inevitable. Like I'm going to die, you know, next who my, you know, well, my dad, he's going to die. Like everybody's going to die. Mm-hmm. So it's better to talk about it, prepare for it. And then real, like you said, that way you can enjoy the moments that you have knowing they won't last forever. Like you can really be in the, be in it and appreciate that person when you know that one day they're not going to be here. But I think just going back to kind of like the mental health thing and, and relating to what we were talking about, I think if you go through some things growing up that you didn't necessarily like or you felt like hindered you that your parents did or whatever, being able to recognize that, like you said, they were doing the best they could. They weren't trying to hurt you. They weren't, you know, that wasn't some parents intentionally do, but they probably like I'm pretty sure everybody in here and a lot more parents, they don't try and mess their kid up. It's just they're doing what they can and unintentionally might be over uh, over or undersight or just not paying attention enough or just you know they might have a lot going on or just doing what they're used to do like they might miss some shit and now you're affected by it like you might have poor confidence or you know you don't necessarily know and when you're in a room full of people like you get shy you back away in a corner you don't speak up enough being able to not put that on your parents recognize hey that's a problem i might need to talk to some somebody about it you know, like we're sitting in this conversation, like sitting here, we're mm-hmm. able to see that one of the factors of us having issues might be, you know, parental, still loving our parents, recognizing that that's a problem and then trying to fix it. Because when it gets to a certain point, it's on you, the kid mm-hmm. or or you, the person to fix your issue. And that's the thing. Yeah. Like us as adults now, I realize I have to mend things. You know what I'm saying? Like because they might not even be aware of some of these things you know what i'm saying so like i have to make it a point uh cameras off by the way at this point uh okay we just listen to audio now yeah it's just audio okay but, uh i have to make it a point to fix the things that i've always wanted to fix and for me it's just like i want this for me it's just like i really want to fix just not fix but like i just want to develop you know what i'm saying like let's like you said let's develop mm-hmm. and i would like to pass that to Devon's uh, pivot that you were trying to do earlier, if you remember. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, okay. I have a... I really... St- I strongly feel about... Uh, feel this way about this. I think 
mental health should be a mandatory uh, a mandatory class in school, to be honest. Hmm. Facts. No, I agree. Because folks, because yeah, because me, me and P Mike have talked about this. We actually talk about mental health quite frequently, almost every time we uh, hang out. But, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I really do. I really do feel that way, just because you get you get to be an adult, and then you know what I'm saying. Everybody talk about, oh, they don't teach you how you got to pay taxes and X Y Z, and that stuff can be learned. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? And your parents can still hold your hand through that. You know what I'm saying? When yeah. you're an adult, but when mental health, nobody want to talk about that. That's the monster in the closet. You know what I'm saying? Taboo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so like we were talking about earlier, if you you want to go talk about something, everybody might, might think you soft. And I think for mm-hmm. our, our generation, unfortunately, somebody got to make that cool to yeah. go talk to somebody about. And, and that's what I love about today. I do think there's a lot of people out there making it cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm I saying? I love that. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that shit. I'm going to give a shout out to Charlemagne the God. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't ever expect to give a shout out to Charlemagne <laughs> here. But I have both of his books, and he's very vocal about mental health. Sometimes yes. to the point it's yes. sickening. Yes. It's like, damn, nigga, you just made a mistake. Why are you, <laughs> right. why are you making this right. a mental health thing? But okay, cool, whatever. Yeah. I, I like that there's champions for that now. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's so important. Uh, who has a therapist in here? I used to. Used to. I've been to one. Um, I'm, a, I'm a little jaded on the therapy thing. Just Probably the wrong therapist or something. For, yeah, just for mine, mm-hmm. just because I was in the military. And then for them, mm-hmm. they get paid regardless. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And they can't, they cannot lose their job. So mm-hmm. my therapist at the time, she just told me mm-hmm. a lot about herself. I knew about her more than she, she knew about she knew me. About you? Oh, that's crazy. Leaving out the thing, you know what I'm saying? I knew that her coworker lived with her for what reason? I don't know. I knew that's about wild. her son's Damn, schedule and stuff affair. like So many things. And I'm just like, you know what I'm saying? I'm just like, bro. Use you as a therapist. you as a therapist. You should have got paid for that. So, yeah. It, it's So, for that, I, I'm kind of just, you know, jaded on that. But yeah. I do think it, you know, but it also taught me to think more about myself. Uh-huh. So, it did help me in the long run. But at the time, I was pissed. I was like, yo, like, I'm really going through some stuff that I ain't never been through. And you're not helping me. And yeah. you paid to help me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're enlisted to help you me. You bullshitting. Yeah. So, but I, I do think everybody, if you feel like you have things you feel like you cannot talk to nobody about, you need to seek help. I mean, and there's nothing wrong with help. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I would urge. I've never been to therapy. I don't have a therapist. But I would urge everybody to get a therapist. For real. Oh, yeah. Can we make a group challenge? What's the group? What is it? Before the end of the year, all y'all niggas have a, at least one therapy session. Oh, yeah. I've already, my sister, she's already like. You too, Theo. Yeah. It's like at least one, nigga. But I think, I, think right. I need a, a permission slip signed from the goddamn therapist. <laughs> nigga, who Not a you, permission nigga? slip. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Nah, I need to make sure you really went, nigga. Not, ain't nothing no online shit. Nah, okay, you can do online shit. If you want to do some online shit, do some online shit. Whatever's convenient. Hey, but I my think, word ain't enough. That's crazy. Nope. I do think that's important for sure. Um, oh, shit. Damn, you can put it out. Um, but I do think it's important to... Shit, I lost my whole train of thought. <laughs> oh, yeah, to go to therapy. Or Say just have thought all over again in the full sentence. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> I do think it is important for... For everybody to at least consider therapy and like go to at least a session to see if you like it or not. But if you don't have a therapist, having somebody that you know is objective that you can talk to that's not going to just hear what you have to say and then tell you what you want to tell you what you want to hear or what they think you want to hear. Like, because I for me that's my sister. My sister's going to be objective. She's not. She's going to tell me when I'm fucking up. She's going to tell me when. I'm not doing what I need to do, but she's also going to, you know, give praise where need be all that. That's a very important person in my life. And I appreciate her. Shout outs. Indeed. And I do think it's a very, like friends can be that as well. I think for a lot of, and I think, I, I didn't think I didn't realize that until I got a little past college. Cause I realized that some of my friends in college, I we weren't having a conversation that like we would have mm-hmm. like deeper conversations where you talk about your life what you what you've gone through like things of that nature and i think that's really big that's really big for any friend group to go through like and i think it's easier obviously when you grow up with your friends and y'all go through shit mm-hmm. like it's easier then to talk about like when you're going through hard stuff but when you make meet new friends like later on in life whether it be high school college you know as an adult 
you don't have those shared bond experiences of going through life growing up. So it might be a little bit harder to talk about really personal things. But that's I think that's a big thing to be able to have adults where you can feel comfortable talking about like stuff that touches your soul or the stuff that's rocking you to your core that's going on in your life. Because if you can't talk to anybody about that, you're going to struggle. Like that's very important. Facts. And I think there's also a level of, and this is going to sound completely contradictory to everything we've been talking about. I think there's a level of us just not giving a fuck about certain people and how they see us. Right? Because I, I do think a lot of it is like if we're outside of the box, we feel like we're doing something wrong. And everybody outside the box tend to be the ones that are in the history right. books. You know what I mean? So, like, again, that's another balancing act. How do I feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing to be in this box, which is deemed healthy? And how much can I be myself, which may be a trailblazer, a motivational person to where I can still carry out my purpose? You know what I'm saying? That's another caveat in this, this yeah. situation. So that comes to self-awareness. So it's like, yo, we should all be getting, you know what I'm saying, uh, ears to hear our grievances and shit like that so we can have better, a clearer sense of mind. But at the same time, I think we should also be just very set. Not set, but uh, clear in what we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not yeah. even, you don't have to write it down what you're supposed to do, but you, you know what you're supposed to do. Right. Yeah, you, you feel it. You feel when you're doing something right and when you're doing something wrong. You feel it. And having having those spaces to be able to explore all that stuff and kind of like Dave Alma said, I think that's why mental health is important to be taught in school. Um, a lot more things that you're going to use in life, because even though, you know, math and doing all that stuff is it has its place. But obviously having to deal with life challenges, like having to interact with other human be- human beings and how to interact with yourself, having alone time with yourself, how to challenge yourself and motivate yourself, how to deal with, if you're not in a good place, how to get out of that. I think those things are a lot more important because then they, if you're in a good space and all those where you can, you feel like you can communicate with others, you feel like you can, you know, you're in a good spot with yourself, then mm-hmm. it makes it easier to go out and handle your job or, you know, mm-hmm. to do whatever it is you got to do. Because if you're not where you need to be mentally, but you still got to wake up because everybody knows you got to you know, make money to live and have a good life. So if you're not where you need to be mentally, but you still got to go to your job and do it, you're not going to do it to the best of your ability. Or you're just it's going to be making you feel miserable that I got to do this shit. And I really don't you know, I'm not in the place where I feel like mentally want to do this or even want to be doing life right now. But I still got to go out here and function in the world. Right. And if you don't know that how to get through that. It makes mm-hmm. that shit all the more like why suicide people are dealing with suicide and all that because they don't know how to deal with all that. That's facts. Yeah, they don't know how to deal with it. They they don't have outlets. They uh they haven't been taught you know anything about it. And I think unless you have the right people, people around, you're not going to ever hear about it. A lot of people it. just you know unfortunately have reached the the end of their line, man. Like I don't condone it because I've I've had a lot of that around me. Like I've seen a lot of that. So I could never do it just because I've seen the residual effects of it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like I can't co-sign that shit. But when a person gets to that point, like, what, fuck what I'm talking about. Fuck what y'all talking about. They are in this zone by themselves. You know what I mean? So I think it's just this this feeling of. Uh, Boy, you just come back to the mic fucking shit up. Huh? God damn. <laughs> <laughs> But I think it's this feeling of aloneness, man. And uh, that's my message, I guess, today is you are not alone. If you feel like you're fucked up or specifically black men. Let me do this for y'all, man. For us. Because, you know, me and you had a conversation the other night that blew my mind. I was like, damn. Theo be deep like this? He looks like like a deep individual. Theo must have took shrooms before he came over here, (laughs) goddamn. But no... All jokes aside, <laughs> like, we don't have that shit. We don't have that. It's weird when I hear it. You know what I mean? That's a problem. So my message is, and I'm going to start this, and we'll end off the podcast. I want everybody to give, like, a motivational or, like, an inspirational bit to the listeners. But I will say, 
you are not alone. I don't know if you do that. Because uh-huh. I was just going to pick it back off you. Like, oh, how my you bad. Said, Go ahead. Just feeling alone, yeah. I think, is kind of like, I think somebody brought up that analogy about going to the trees and just yeah. feeling like you're lost, but knowing, having the knowledge to know you can turn around. Yeah. But if you keep wandering in, the deeper you get in, obviously the harder it is for you to get out. And then right. if other people start noticing, if you're already too deep in, even if they want to help you, like you said, it's they just you're too you. far gone. Yeah. But like, if if somebody reaches you, like when you're still at the edge, you know, it's a little hard to get out, but it's it's easier for them to find you. Or e- even if you turn around just mm-hmm. yourself, it's easy for you to get back out if you know yeah. that, hey, I know what's going on. Let me turn around. I think that's the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. But we can go into the motivation thing. I just think that's that. facts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's no. a premise for uh, a key and peel uh, thriller, you know what I mean? Right. Going into the woods, you know what I'm saying? That would be crazy. That would be crazy. Uh, we giving out ideas. That could, that could be the next <laughs> yeah, black yeah. horror film. Yeah, nah, keep that one in the tuck, man. Yeah, yeah that might be that might be ours, nigga. Yeah. You see, I said ours real quick, <laughs> and we both thought of that. Back on idea. You heard it, and we both heard it. We both said that. Nigga. You on my show, nigga. <laughs> but uh, man, I'm glad we had this. This was not none of this shit was planned. Uh, but I just felt like it was important to talk about the state of black men's mental health because nobody talks about it. And it's weird when we talk about it, but fuck it. Let's make it weird and let's put it out to the masses. Uh, I always do this thing where I say, what would you give your younger self if you had to give advice to them? What would you say to them? But uh, fuck that. What advice would you just give to anybody who feels how you felt when you felt like you had nobody or nothing in your corner. Like when you were in that space where it was just like, damn, I'm by myself. In in loneliness, what would you give that person? Uh, I think the main advice would be that, or the main saying would be that you're not alone, right? Like everyone is going through something, everyone. And there's a lot of people that's going through the same things you might not know because you're not willing to reach out, talk, talk about those certain things, but you might wind up on a conversation with someone. You're just talking, just talking with someone, just a stranger and be like, yeah, I'm going through that. Oh, I'm going through that too. Like, how are you dealing with that? How, you know, so just know that I would say that you're not alone. And that's, that's still something, once again, that's something that I struggle with a lot, but yeah, you're not alone. There's there's someone out there that's more than likely going through the same things that you're going through. And if you're more willing to talk about things more openly, you'll see that you're not alone in the world with your problems. I have two piggybacks off that. Very well said. My first thing is um, you're not alone. And also, sometimes we overcomplicate things, mm-hmm. right? So, like, sometimes you need that person to talk to you to, like, understand, like, yo, I might be tripping a little bit. You know, maybe this isn't, maybe I'm not depressed and mentally fucked up. Maybe I'm just, like, overthinking. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, like, we also got to realize, like, you're not alone but no matter what you're going through, this is not finite. Like one thing I noticed, especially from older people that I soak game up from, life is a motherfucking roller coaster. You know what I mean? You have times where it's up, times where it's down. That's that's duality, that's balance. I'm a very universe yin and yang type dude. Mm-hmm. So I feel like our whole experience is filled with that. So whatever you're going through, and I don't know why this sounds like a mental health PSA but fuck it it's it's a fucking journey and that goes men women whatever it's a journey that's 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 what I chop it up to this shit is a fucking journey it's a different chapter and it's part of your book so that's my words my my piece kind of piggybacks off y'all's as well my my thing would be just kind of like uh if if you're going through hard times right now um and you've been there before, but you made it out of that thing. Just keep that in mind. You know what I'm saying? I've been down before, but I made it out. You know what I'm saying? That that works for me. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? I, uh, my, my faith in God has become a lot stronger these last couple of years just because I realize that even when I'm down to my lowest, if I if I keep pushing, just keep going. Keep walking. You're going to make it out the other side of the woods eventually. You know what I'm saying? It's going gonna, it's gonna to be tough because it could be 10 miles, but it also could be another 1,000 miles before you get out the forest. But you, know, you keep you going, know. eventually you're going to get there, man. Mm-hmm. Like, so... That's what that's what that's what would be my takeaway from everything. Oh, facts. Yeah, facts. Spirituality, man. For me, though, I'm not gonna push that on anybody. But for me, like spirituality is, it gives like a reason to all this shit to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I need something to believe in. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Uh, when it comes to spirit, spirituality mm-hmm. and, and religion, you don't have to follow the herd. You know what I'm saying? You need to take the Bible is not. It's not the code of end all be all. You know what I'm saying? So you need to take what from the Bible because you got to think about it. It's 2022. Mm -hmm. So the Bible we got today is not the same Bible that was written. You know what I'm saying? We just (laughs) talked about this. So you got to take bits and pieces and apply it to your life. Yes. But you do not have Mm -hmm. to live your life by the Bible. Take, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Just take away the stuff that hits home to you and that you can, you can take and put it in your, your, your brain box and you spit it out to, in your perspective, you know what I'm saying? So that's that's really what it is. Because a lot of people like to use religion as a shield, and I hate that. I really do because it's not that's not what it's for. You know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not, and it's not the blueprint to live life. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I strongly believe in God, but I can't base my whole life off the Bible. Mm-hmm. It's just impossible. We could we could have started a whole other podcast. Nigga, I almost <laughs> I almost caught the Holy Ghost just then. Like my, my foot over here tapping, nigga. But no, nah, that's facts. Uh, I think, like, apply what's applicable, yeah, man. Right. Like, yo, yeah, apply, what's, what, apply what speaks to you. Again, we can go to a whole other podcast because I've had a lot of different shit speak to me personally. But uh, go to what's applicable because when you feel that right energy, you're not going to question it. You just know this is helping me. But all right, P-Mike, go ahead. Uh, I think mine, what I would say... Um, try not to set up which is a lot harder when you're in the moment which I think we can and other people can appreciate in those moments is your brain can sometimes play tricks on you to where kind of like how you said we overcomplicated so you might be telling yourself nobody wants to hear it you know I'm going through this but no like nobody like people might listen but they don't really care you're telling yourself that so that you won't, you know, go out and talk to somebody and then your brain's going to reinforce that. So then you slip deeper, deeper into depression because of stuff that, you know, you're feeding your brain and your brain's taking them like, all right. So if you don't want to talk to nobody, I'm going to make sure you don't talk to nobody. So keep you stay in that spike, that space and stay away from people. But as hard as it may be in those moments, you got to try to overcome that. Like almost take yourself out of your comfort zone, which is either said than easier said than done especially when you're depressed or you're dealing with anxiety or things like that but do your best to take yourself out of your comfort zone and talk to somebody reach out to your mom or your dad your sister your brother your friend you know and not just any friend you know what friends you can go to and which ones you can't and you know you might have multiple ones you can go to and multiple ones you can't but you know you got at least one person you can go to you know or if it's somebody that you know you may have never met but seems nice has a good spirit about them like has a good heart you know, be able to be able to try and take yourself out of that moment. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But in that moment to say, hey, I'm dealing with some stuff. This may not be comfortable to me, but I know it's probably better for me to go ahead and reach out to someone, you know. Mm-hmm. So try not to allow your, your brain just to take everything over, because if it does, then it's, it's going to be even harder to get out of the trees. Mm-hmm. Well, damn, man, this was deeper than I expected. <laughs> but uh, you need that. You need that. The world needs this. That's facts. Get uh, your brains together, people. So I'm gonna conclude this with shout outs to everybody out there who might be going through a storm, or if, even if you're not, man, just shout outs to everybody on their journey, cause that's what life is, man. Uh, I'll go from right to left. If you guys want to give your social media handles what you got going on next because i know theo don't got shit we might only go from right to right because we don't even <laughs> we ain't even got to go to my left goddamn that nigga ain't on nothing <laughs> 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 nigga bigfoot out here yeah that nigga 
I'm on unaffiliated. That's this nigga is slender man. Nigga is a myth. Yeah, he only exists on unaffiliated the podcast. Yeah, you better, better start listening. That's it. <laughs> but all right, Devon, where can the people find you? Social media handles. Uh, I'm mainly on Twitter, and I'm usually, you know, what I'm saying retweeting funny shit or okay. talking shit. But I like that type of shit. Personally. Uh, <laughs> underscore Romello. That's R O M E L L O underscore mm-hmm. uh, Romello. That's my middle name. My friends really call me Mello. Okay, so. dope. Right. Maybe cool. next time I'm on this podcast, I'll just go by Mello instead of Davon. But hey, yeah, I got yeah. you, nigga. I call you Mello right now, nigga. <laughs> right. Who Goody is Davon? You Mello, nigga. Goody All right, Mello cool. Was in the building. Yeah, I'm usually I'm usually on uh, just Twitter, and then I peruse through Facebook. You know what I'm saying? See, okay. See what's going on with the family. Turn up. All right, P Mike. I'm at where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? He say that every time. <laughs> you can find you can find me if you really try to find me, man. Hey. <laughs> If you trying to find me, you'll find hey, me. Hey, yeah. yeah. Shoot, the universe will bring, bring you to mm-hmm. yeah. That's yeah. Right. It is Mercury retrograde right now. Come yeah, on, man. Indeed. It I don't know what the fuck hell of a retrograde but, you know, so for far. For the people that follow astrology. I, I need it. I said I was going to start following it, but. You know. <laughs> I, I just. <laughs> I get secondhand accounts. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> I'm not researching this shit. But yeah, but apparently in Mercury retrograde, shit gets crazy. So your life just has a. Weird shift that you're not used to. But all that to say, nigga, what are your social media handles? Who mine? Yeah, kicking it on cloud nine. Yeah, that's the one. It's been that since college. I should probably change it, but no, it's uh, cool, man. Hey, keep that retro <laughs> shit. And Theo, I'm glad you came on the show, man. It's hey, good man. to see. You. Appreciate you having me, man. Hey. <laughs> this nigga gonna get out of nothing. Nope. And I ain't gonna put his phone number out there. Don't do that. That's crazy. All right. But anywho, thank y'all for joining me. This was a dope episode. We went from talking bullshit to y'all niggas talking about basketball for an hour to talking about (laughs) this. So what a conversation. But uh, thank y'all for joining me. Listeners, thank y'all for joining us. Be sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Check us out on Twitter, TP. If you want to hit that cash app, dollar sign, unaffiliated, the pod, Patreon dropping really soon, $5 a month, and all that shit that P. Mike said that I couldn't post, <laughs> it's going to be on there. And uh, I always have one to <laughs> show, it seems like. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, thank y'all for rocking with me, man. I'm just an artist who just likes to create, and this is one of my creations, man. I'm glad we can bring awareness to certain topics so thank y'all for joining me on this journey and until next time peace